Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining me on Play the Right Way podcast. I'm Steve Finnamore, your host. This is episode number seven. Today is Monday, December 14th, 2020. Well, yesterday, Sunday afternoon and Sunday night, there were some pretty good games on. Let's get right to it. I started out at noon watching Michigan State and Oakland University. Uh, the Grizzlies now, they take the loss. They're 0-7. Michigan State is 6-0. and I got to tell you, though, I, I really like Greg Campy's team. The Golden Grizzlies have played some really, really tough teams. You know, Campy's been at Oakland for 37 years, and I actually tweeted out yesterday that if you're a high school basketball player and you're being recruited by Oakland U and Greg Campy and they offer you a scholarship, I'm telling you right now, I would sign on the dotted line. That's right. Greg Campy lets you play. He pushes you. I, I've known him so many years. I, I really, really like what he does down there. So if you get an opportunity to play for Greg Campy, you got to jump at it. He has a player by the name of Rashad Williams who can really shoot it. He's a scorer. He reminds me of Super John Williamson from back in the day. Michigan State, they keep rolling along, man. They're tough. They defend. They can score. And uh, I think they're ranked third or fourth in the country. I'm not big on rankings. I just go by the eye test. And I watch the teams and I try to evaluate and see how they stack up against other teams. I watched Michigan and Penn State yesterday. Uh, you know, Jimmy Ferry, the interim head coach of Penn State, is doing a great job there. He took over for Pat Chambers, like we've talked about. Uh, you know, Stephen Bardo had a comment in that game. Stephen Bardo works for the Big Ten uh, Network, and he talked about assistant coaches, you know, and head coaches and relationships with players. Stephen Bardo said, a lot of times those assistant coaches have better relationships with the players than the head coaches do. I, I disagree with that. I wouldn't say the assistant coaches have better relationships. I just say the relationship is different. If you've ever coached, if you've ever uh, even played, you know you know what I'm talking about. So I, I like what Jawan Howard has done at Michigan. You know, people are asking me, hey, what do you think? The jury's out, man. It's only one year and, and a few games in, so we got to give them some more time. But it was the Big Ten opener for both teams. Michigan came out on top. I was looking over some stats yesterday. How about the Kentucky Wildcats? I don't know if you've noticed, but, boy, are they struggling. They're shooting 24% from three-point land. 24%. In the last four games, they are 16 for 74 you know, people say, oh, they're young. They've had young teams before. You know, they say, oh, it's going to take some time. I get that. You know, things things take time to build. But, boy, 24% from downtown. I'm sure John Calipari and his coaching staff's working hard with his players. I'm sure they're getting in the gym on the shooting guns, getting up as many shots as they can. Last night I watched St. John's in Georgetown, keeping it at the collegiate level. I got some NBA to talk about, too. Uh, Big East opener. Georgetown came out on top. They played at home. The Hoyas were in a foul or defend last night. If you're not familiar with a foul or defend, but I think you are because if you're listening to this podcast, you're a basketball junkie. And I've actually been charting it and, and you know evaluating it over the last six, seven years. Georgetown was up by three. There was 10 seconds left in the game. St. John's had to go to the length of the floor. They dribbled up about four or five seconds, went off the clock. Georgetown gave the foul. 
St. John's player goes to the free throw line, makes the first one. Now it's a two-point game. He misses the next one. St. John's gets the rebound. They can score and tie the game up, but the Georgetown Hoyer defensive player knocks the ball away, blocks a shot. Hoyers win the game. Going over to the NBA right now, I watch the Washington Wizards and the Brooklyn Nets. Preseason, you're probably saying, what? You got to be crazy. I tell you, I, I really enjoy the preseason because you can learn a lot from, from the players, uh, from the coach's direction. Uh, you know, you can you can see guys in different spots. You can see the rookies. Last night, I checked out Cassius Winston for the Washington Wizards. I've seen that kid the last eight years here in Michigan. I watched him as a freshman at U of D Jesuit playing for Pat Donnelly. Then I watched him four years at Michigan State where he's the all-time leading assist man in the Big Ten. A lot of people don't know that. Cassius looked great last night. He came in. He ran the team. He comes off the ball screens better than anyone I've seen in a long time. He's got a knockdown jump shot. Uh, you know, they've always talked about his communication being vocal. Hey, look, everybody's not that vocal, you know, on the floor. Everyone talks about that communication, you know, but sometimes guys lead by example. Uh, I remember Walt Frazier back in the 70s. He didn't seem like the most talkative guy on the floor. He was cool, calm, and collected. And that's the uh, that's the personality Cassius brings, and, and I'm all for it. Uh, the Nets, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant were back last night. The Nets came out on top. I, I think in preseason games, you don't look at the score too much. Yeah, you want to win. We all want to win. You know, just uh, just win, baby, like Al, Al Davis said. I think Herm Edwards said you play the game to win. Uh, but in preseason basketball, and I'm sure in other sports, you're just looking at the progression of your team. Kyrie looked really good last night. He had some speed. He had some energy. And Kevin Durant doesn't look like he missed a step at all. Remember, KD didn't, didn't play last year. So he's, he's uh, you know, on that track to come back, and he, and he looked really good. I watched the Knicks and the Pistons play last night. Uh, Obi Toppin is my guy, as you well know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I, I love the rookie out of Dayton. He didn't play that well last night. Opening night, he did, he played really well. And, uh, I, I, I really think he's going to be rookie of the year. I think he's got to work on his ball handling because every time he seems to get the ball, he kind of fumbles it a little bit. He's not so sure of his handle. So I, I'm hoping he works on that a little bit. You know, I was thinking yesterday, sitting around. And I was thinking of heroes and idols, you know, when you were younger. I remember when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, my idol was a guy by the name of Gerard Trapp, T-R-A-P-P. -P. He played at Villanova for one year, and then he transferred to St. Francis College of Brooklyn. We grew up in the same neighborhood. I think Gerard's about 8 to 10 years older than I am. Uh, did you have a hero when you were growing up? Did you look up to somebody in your neighborhood, in your town? Uh, did you emulate him? Did you want to be like him? I, I don't know if kids today have heroes. I see kids wearing jerseys all the time, the starter jerseys, the, the Nike jerseys. I, I, I get that. But do kids really go the extra mile? Like I remember watching Michael Ray Richardson of the New York Knicks. He was my hero, man, when I was a teenager. And I would go out after watching the Knicks play and I would try to emulate the way Michael Ray played. So give that some thought, man. Who was your hero growing up as a kid? Uh, hey, I had some great feedback yesterday. I really appreciate everybody. 
one one guy, Eric Lacey, told me I should go a little longer. So maybe today we'll go about a minute or two longer. I want to go over the schedule today, some college hoops. Let's see, it's about 11.15 right now, so you got some time. There's a couple of games in the afternoon. Big game I want to watch is Rutgers and Maryland tonight at 6 o'clock. That's a Big Ten opener for both those teams. Marquette plays Creighton tonight at 9 o'clock. Creighton's a fun team to watch. A couple of games were postponed. Big East, St. John's and Butler, and DePaul and Villanova. You know, the COVID, the pandemic, teams are shutting things down for a couple of days. So, you know, you got to adjust on the fly. And the NBA tonight, they get back at it with some preseason games. Uh, you, you know, it's it's just a matter of having maybe the league pass, NBA TV. I know ESPN's been showing a, a couple of games, so that's pretty cool. So I try to stay in the loop with the NBA and college. There's so much to, uh, to absorb, to take in, and especially with high school basketball coming up now too. Here in Michigan, they haven't played yet. They're still waiting on the governor to make the decision coming up in a few days. Uh, yesterday, I was watching Michigan State. Like I said, Joey Hauser, he has a brother who plays for for Virginia, Sam. And then you go with another brother combination, Julian Champagne and Justin Champagne for Pittsburgh and St. John's. I'm probably pronouncing the last name wrong, but that's okay. I would love to see those brothers play against each other. A nice solid two-on-two game, but it's got to be outdoors. That would be pretty cool to watch To watch that go. I saw a graphic, Fox Sports 1, during the Michigan State-Oakland game. They said Greg Campy is 0-18 lifetime versus Tom Izzo. But now it's 0-19. I tell you what, man, we've been there. There's always that one team, that one school you can't get, o- can't get over the hump. When I was the head coach at Jackson Community College from 2007 to 2010, I lost to Mott Community College six straight times. Steve Schmitz, the head coach there, so he got me every time we played. And Mike Ingram, a really good friend from Lansing Community College, he was 6-0 and against me. I, I, I couldn't get over You know, it, those guys were tough, man. We tried. We had a couple of close games. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Hey, I know everyone talks about Luke Garza, Iowa Hawkeyes. I love him. I love everything about him. I want to see him shoot that sky hook. I've been watching some video clips of him working out. He's got a little sky hook in his game, so I want to see him use that in the games coming up. Hey, listen, that's about all for now. I appreciate you listening. I hope everybody's doing well, you know, with the pandemic. You know, the boss tells me stick to basketball, but I got to tell you, man, you got to be well, stay well, take care of yourself because no one's really going to take care of you, so you got to do it yourself. I'm going to leave you with this uh, little quote here from the late Chuck Daly, the former college and NBA coach. A lot of people don't realize Chuck Daly started in college, and then he was an assistant coach for the Philadelphia 76ers for a long time under Billy Cunningham. Remember we talked about earlier in the podcast that switch from going from assistant coach to head coach. Believe me, I'm going to dive into that in a future podcast, the biggest difference between being the assistant and the head coach, you know, besides the, the salary. Chuck Daly once said, quote, the less motivated and less determined weed themselves out, end quote. Think about that for a second. You got to stay motivated. You got to stay determined if if you want to stay in the race. Once again, Steve Finnamore for Play the Right Way podcast. I hope you have a great day. And and like my guy, Mike Breyer from DeWitt High School, the athletic director says, give a good day.
Think about that. And remember, always play the right way. Take care.